Hello, my friends, and welcome. You are listening to Soul Inspired Decisions, a podcast for ordinary moms living extraordinary lives. My intention with this podcast is to teach, motivate, and inspire by sharing stories, tools, and strategies to help you unlock your greatest fears, annoying habits, and old stories, and make a move towards the things that have been on your heart. If you have been a little lost or in a funk and want to reconnect with your purpose, your passion, and feel empowered again, then this is the best place for you to be hanging out. My name is Carrie Lickway, and I'm an ordinary mom making extraordinary decisions. This is me putting one foot in front of the other, moving towards my next goal, and hoping to inspire you along the way. Let's get started. Welcome back, everyone, to Soul Inspired Decisions. My soul has recently taken me to a triathlon. I mean, I'd love to share my experience over the past, how the past couple of months went, and the race particularly the swim part went for me. Um, this is my third time trying to record this. The first time the dog started barking, the second time the kids started doing their traditional fighting. And so we're trying this for a third time today. Sometimes I don't even think doing this is worth thing, worth it, but I'm showing up here. I'm going to keep doing this because these are the blocks. These are the gremlins. These are the things that get in our way to stop us from moving forward. So as I share that with you, just recognize and notice where things are coming up for you that try to stop and get in your way and know that you need to keep moving forward for the things that you want to achieve and do. So I'm going to share with you the past few months on how the triathlon training went and how the race swim portion of this race went because it did not go well. Super happy that I finished, super happy that I completed it. I never doubted that, but it was a lot harder than I thought for sure. So I started training for this race. So triathlon is where you swim and then you bike and then you run and the distance is set. Um, before the, the race is announced. Um, so then you can choose the distance that you'd like to do. So this particular distance is the Olympic. So there's a sprint Olympic, half Ironman and Ironman. So it's not the easiest, but it's not the hardest. So let me tell you about my first triathlon experience. So I decided to do a triathlon And the bike that I used was my dad's old mountain bike that he'd won from a curling bond spiel. And it had kind of weathered and worn in our yard for years. The only one brake worked. Um, It was heavier than heck. And it was stuck on one speed. But I borrowed it and I made it work. So if you're interested in trying or you want to get together with a group of friends and try it, you don't need anything fancy like pick up your neighbor's bike and borrow it for the day. Um, You don't need to go buy anything. And so there's like the different things you can try. You can do a try a try. You can do a sprint distance or a fun triathlon. And for those, you don't need all the high end um, helmets and bikes and shoes. You can just show up. Like I do a women's triathlon in Strathmore. So if you're in Alberta and you want a fun women's triathlon, really laid back, really chilled, um, they have a really great triathlon. And women show up in all sorts of bikes and some have baskets on them and bells and all the things. And it's just, you can just tell that they have so much pride and joy in, in just being there. And that's really what it's out when about when you're 
when you just want to do it for fun or you just want to try it with some friends. Most people do triathlon pre-kids or when their kids move out and they're looking for something to do. And I'm still trying to do triathlon while I have kids. Um, I Pre-kids, I do know about having all the gear and the gadgets on, tracking your time and heart rate and beating times that you've done and, and doing all the training and putting it all in for sure. That's not my life right now. That's not where I want to be. It's simply just to keep myself motivated, moving forward, active, and show my kids that you can do this. Show others that you can do this. And sharing what's been going on gives you a bird's eye view of that it's not easy, but it's still something that is provides meaning to me and value. And no, my husband does not do this. Um, he's not interested in any sort of this. He has never raised me. He has never trained with me in running, biking, or swimming. Um, while I trained for Ironman, he did ride bikes. He did ride the bike while I ran. And then he pulled, we took an old kid's um, buggy and we made a flatbed for we had a great big rottweiler and she wasn't a runner so he would pull her while i run but that was the extent of him ever really doing anything with me it's not his interest i don't push on him where he can join me in cheering for me is what i look forward to the most but it's something that i really like to do alone it's my space and not my time where i get to think and be alone and um just focus on something that i really like doing. Um, but most people uh, get intimidated by the word triathlon. And so most people dismiss it before they actually even think about doing it or think that they could achieve doing it. Let me tell you, I'm going to break it down for you. A swim doesn't have to be professional. When you see people at the pool zooming by you, and this still happens to me, like I can swim. Um, I'm not fast. There are a hundred people who can swim faster than me, even in our community, um, without even working for it. And I feel it looks effortless to them. And I'm so slow, but I can do it and I work towards it. And that's what I work on. Any stroke works in a triathlon, especially the, the smaller fun ones for sure. So you can do breaststroke, you can do backstroke, you can do um, front crawl, whatever you need to do to get you through the race. You can switch back and forth. You can flip over and do one and do the other. Now, I didn't grow up swimming in a swim club. Um, I did a few levels of uh, um, swim lessons growing up. So I had known how to swim, but I had to grow my strength and knowledge in swimming in the bigger competitions. But when I first started out, it was terrible. Like it was super terrible how I was crossing my arms and all the things, all the things you shouldn't do. I did them all. So I had to start from scratch, relearn how to swim. And I took the time in doing that, but that was important to me. The second thing that um, gets people caught up is they can't do a flip turn in a pool. So there are lots of triathlons that are in the pool and you do the little spin thing or the flip turn under the water when you get to the end of the lane. So that actually did stress me out. That was one of the things back when that stressed me out going into my first triathlon is that I didn't know how to do this. So I had three people come to the pool with me, work with me for, I think, three or four nights trying to get me to do this flip turn. Got it enough to be comfortable that I could flounder through it. 
I get to my very first race and people are in front of me going and over 50% of the people are not doing the flip turn. They get to the end, they touch the end and they push off with their feet. And from that moment on, I, I've really never done a flip turn again. I took all the pressure off of me and that's just something I don't want to do. I'm not comfortable doing it. And I see that you don't need to do it. So once you, we all put pressure on ourselves in anything that we do until we know, until we see it and then do what works for you. So I don't do flip turns. I'm not fast, but I still show up. When you sign up for a swim, the slower swims go first especially in your, if you're in a pool. So um, I've seen women do the whole swim with their heads above water. They just give her with their hands and that's okay. Um, my grandma came to watch me uh, a few years back and she was 72 at the time. And at that time she was still swimming twice a week for 20 to 25 minutes. So when she seen the ladies, like they're all sh- shapes and sizes and speeds. And she was in awe of her the mindset on herself that she never realized that anything goes so at 72 years old she thought about doing a triathlon for two years because she actually seen that you can do that and she had a bike she knew how to bike um and the great thing is is that you don't have to be a runner you can walk the 5k most people don't know that they think you have to run and that's not true even at the ironman distance people have bonked, which means they have zero energy left and have to walk the whole, the whole 42 kilometers. Uh, as long as you make cutoff time, it doesn't matter. Um, a lot of people will have injuries in the bigger, longer races and end up walking. Uh, I have walked here and there throughout different races. It doesn't make or break anything. You just got to keep moving to get to the cutoff times and, and get to the finish line. So you take those pressures off because if you don't know, then you're just like, oh, triathlon, I can't do it. And that's not true. I bet you, you probably could do it. And if you just give it a shot, switch some things around mindset or working towards doing something, even as a group of three, three friends, one does a swim, one does a bike, one does a run that you can make it work. And it makes it fun for the group of you. You go on a little road trip and that can happen. You can make that happen. No one ever talks about these little things, but, um, a lot of people don't change their clothes. They have the fancy uh, one-piece suit, and I don't. Uh, I sometimes actually even change my clothes. When it was time for really competing and really trying to push myself, I didn't. Uh, but now that I know that it's one extra minute in transition, where you transition from bike to run or bike to or swim to bike, it's not going to make or break my day. So I will change out of, sometimes my swimsuit, depending on what I feel like wearing, I will change out of the bike pad shorts because I don't like running with the big bike seat on my butt and I'll change. It doesn't bother me. I take the pressure off myself and I'm there to challenge myself, finish and complete it and just have fun. 90% of triathlon is mental. 10% is physical. When you look at the things that you accomplished, most things are like that. 90% is what you put into it, mentally thinking about it. And the 10% is what you have to give the, the last final push to get through it. I have cried at the end of my best races. I've found um, my husband crying and pissed right off at the world because I didn't beat my time and it was really tough and I had everything should have aligned and it didn't. 
And I've cried tears of joy just from finishing a bike or finishing the cross line because I, I did it and it was super hard, super hot through a hailstorm. I still lightning storm, hailstorm, all in one race, um, didn't quit. Um, I've had two flat tires in one race. And, and then when we're like, just quit, just call, call in the people, they'll come and get you. And for me, that's never been an option. If there's still time and I can still get to the finish line, I'll do it. And two flat tires in one race, I didn't quit. It was my worst time ever because of course, one flat tire puts you behind and two definitely push you behind, but I, I didn't quit and I finished. So at the end of a race, I've not received a DNF. So a DNF is did not finish. I've not received one. I don't plan to receive one. And I'm just going to keep putting one foot in front of the other until I get to the finish line or um, unless something tragic happens, which hopefully it never does. Um, what else can I tell you? Um, hmm, endurance. I love the endurance part of the race. It's like pitting in for a long period of time. I don't really like the super fast races. They, you have to really push really hard where I'd rather just pit in and know that I'm going to be four hours or six hours and just enjoy the time and be able to take in the scenery and the people and, and the atmosphere. And so this time I signed up in April knowing that I was going to do this because it's been two years since breathe world changing and there have been no triathlons. I really wanted to do this. It lined up with having my kids looked after and I figured I could get the training done. That's what I figured. I don't typically do races this late in the season because August I find is really busy with the kids in summer. And by the time August comes, I'm not really even interested in carrying forward. So that I found was a little bit tough. So training went really well while the kids were in school. I could work around the schedules and, and get my training done. Um, but then school was out. So then you have two kids around all the time. And that put an obstacle in things. But also then the smoke moved in from the forest fires from all BC. But also people didn't know that there was a, um, a forest fire in northern Saskatchewan. Also, that wasn't was blowing into the smoke of Alberta. So it was kind of this big mixture of a few weeks of heavy smoke and I couldn't get outside to bike or uh, run in those times. Um, I do have asthma. It is triggered by smoke. It is triggered by cold water. Um, and I had my first really big asthma attack. Um, the biggest one I've had in probably six years. So it really took me back. It really took a lot of energy out of me. And um, so it shifted some training off. Uh, I kept my swims up to two a week because I knew I needed to get through the swim. If I get through the swim, then I can, I can go at whatever speed I need to for the bike, what's ever capable. That's fine. And if I know that if everything else doesn't work out, I can walk the, the run part. So for me, the most important part was getting the swim done, being able to swim the distance. I don't need to be fast. I just need to be strong enough to maintain a speed to get to the distance. What happened during pre-race the week before the race, my extremely independent oldest son, Oh, became extremely needy and really played on the mom guilt card. I knew what he was doing. I knew why he was doing it, but it was still frustrating and it, and it was working. I took my boys to where we pick up the race packages, showed them where 
where we would be swimming and what it would be all about. And they have Lincoln's been to a half Ironman race, but he was one and a half. So he won't remember or anything. So they have some questions for me and they're so cute. They just want me to win first. And with that, that is super cute and, and nice. But I know in reality, that's not happening. And we're playing around the water and I touch the water. And oh my gosh, guys, the water was so cold. I, I can't even tell you how cold it was. I've never swam in cold water as cold as this water. It was super cold. I've always swam in really beautiful lakes for triathlons. Um, I know I won't go to a couple races now that I struggled so hard with this water. I, I know that those some other races are out. Um, while I was swimming, because there's a new Ironman triathlon in Juneau, Alaska, and my husband and I love Alaska. So I was like, that's the next one I'll do. I'll do Juneau, Alaska. And while I'm in the swim of this race here, I'm like, Juno's out. I'll never be able to get through the swim. 4.2 kilometers of swimming and colder water than this. I'll never be able to do it. Even though you wear a wetsuit <laughs> and it helps you with the warmth, it was truly a cold water race for me. Uh, and I really struggled with it. So, of course, it would be cold too, right? The water's coming up the mountains into the river, right? Feeding the, the, the rivers in Alberta. But anyway, the next morning I woke up early. I knew I needed to get out of the house before the kids woke up because if they see me, they would cry and do all the, the things that kids do when they don't want you to leave. And then I know that would play really hard on my mental mind game. So I just got up super early, went to McDonald's, grabbed a coffee and then drove to the lake and it was beautiful, super beautiful. The water was like glass. I haven't seen something like that in a really long time for swimming, but also I'm noticing how far the buoys looked, like how far we have to swim. And I mean, when you look on a map in front of you, it's like, oh yeah, that's what I've trained for. That's what I can do. No problem. It looks great. But when you look at it, reality of the distance on the lake it is a really long ways away and you have to really understand that it's it's totally different <laughs> and it really plays on your mind. And especially when you're hearing everyone else say the same thing or think the same thing, like you can hardly see the buoy and we have to swim that far. Like, is that real? Is that possible? Did they got it wrong? Did they measure wrong? Is that my race? Is Maybe that's for somebody else's, but it it was our race. It was um, I think it was 900 meters, maybe a little bit longer for the first first buoy. Um, but in water, it looks a really long ways away compared to swimming 25 meters back and forth in a pool. So I put my wetsuit on um, because you do wear the wetsuit for try keeping the warmth in your body um, and also for buoyancy to help you swim. Uh, and while you're squeezing into the wetsuit, I put out my back because it's it's really hard to get into Maybe other people don't find it hard, but I really find it hard to get into this wetsuit that I have. I always have. And I tweak my neck and it hurts. So then I have to go back to my vehicle and, and find the Advil because I know it's going to mess with um, my swim later or the bike. So I get the Advil. And the half Ironman people, the, the group that went before us, they're coming in and and um, they're saying how cold it is. But also when they left, we've seen a few people quit 
and struggle in the water. So seeing them struggle, seeing some people quit, um, hearing these people come in and say how cold it is, it's then it's really creeping up on, on your brain and you're really having to talk to yourself on this is, it's going to be okay. Um, it's not going to be that bad. Once you get going, you're going to warm up. And then they call us down to the beach for the, the pre-meeting. And the key is to get in the water, get yourself wet. So the wetsuit starts warming up the water inside and keeps you a little bit warmer. And then also it's not such a shock to get the water on your face when you start moving forward. And quickly do that. The water is very cold. I understand that. I know this. And three, two, one, and we're off. So there's not enough time to really tell yourself you're quitting and you're already on the go with everybody. And you don't want to be the person to, to quit and walk. So you just kind of go with the flow. So it's a good thing for that. And that has happened before when I showed up to my very first open water swim, you know, my family, they decided that the branding would work that weekend um, and everybody could come, but I was already signed up for this, my first open water swim. So nobody came. And I'm telling you, when I stood on the beach for my very first open water swim, I was like, I'm not doing this. I can't do this. I'm here all alone. This is no good. And instantly it was divine timing that the gunshot went off and everyone just moves forward. And you just go with it. You, you just go with everybody else. So that it's great in that sense that you just move with the crowd. So here's the key. If you're new to triathlon and try it, let the people go first. Let there's nothing worse than getting kicked in the kicked in the head, kicked in the side, um, swam over top of all those things that happened to me before. Just let them go. Do a couple breast strokes, look to see what's happening around, ease yourself out into the water, and then get started. So because there's always going to be people be people around you who are also taking their time because they're no dummies either. One minute to the swim, it is freaking cold, people. And I'm panicking and my asthma flares up instantly. Weeds are touching my feet. I don't like weeds. I don't like fish. And instantly I flip on my back to start trying to breathe and relax. I can't catch my breath. Do this for like 30 seconds, flip over on my back, flip over my front, start again, try again. Got to keep going. Got to keep moving forward. And a couple, and it's cold. It's really cold. So I flipped on my back again. I don't think I've flipped on my back so much in the first 10 minutes as this race. And flip on my back again, try to breathe, try to calm myself down. And I know I need a, I need my inhaler. So I'm ripping it out of my wetsuit, take a puff, try to catch my breath, flip over. And again, tried. I just can't calm myself down. I have to flip on my back one more time. And then as I was breathing, I looked up at the sky and there's the moon and something just so calmingly happened. I just felt really watched and supported and it just calmed my breathing down. I was able to finally talk to myself enough to just to breathe, calm down. This is going to be okay. You need to flip over and you need to swim. Take a look at the people around you. There's others around you who are doing the same thing, flipping over, trying to catch their breath. It's not just me. There's others around. Um, and finally, I can calm myself enough down to flip over and actually start swimming. So as I start swimming, um, getting into a groove and moving forward, and it's going okay. So I get, finally get to the first buoy and 
Then I finally get to the second buoy and now I'm getting cold. Like there's a real chill in my body. That's when I decided Juno was out. Um, But also as I'm trying to do all the things to get myself through the swim, I'm thinking about an episode on a podcast of a man who just completed his Well, he didn't technically complete. He finished the triathlon. He did quit the swim, but he carried on the bike and the swim with his buddy friend coach just to to do it, even though he didn't get the medal or he actually got the DNF behind his name because he didn't finish, but he still wanted to move through the whole thing for the experience. But he is telling his listeners on how he has his buddy coach friends, whatever he is beside him telling him not to quit telling him not to put his hand on the boat to get out of the water he could do this all the things then to go through the bike and have him his buddies say he's so proud of him he's doing so great he's doing so awesome and and the same thing through the run and while i'm swimming by myself in a freaking cold water lake nobody's with me today i know nobody thinking that is that is not reality Most of the people here today have come by themselves. Most of the people here in some way are struggling with some sort of mindset or piece of this race. And we are all here 100% doing this on our own. We don't have that. And I thought that's a shitty, it's his experience, but it's a shitty example of what a triathlon is because we don't have that person beside us cheering us on. It's 100% us telling ourselves that we are worth it. We can do this. We can push through. We can do hard things. And that's the better part of it because we're doing it on our own. And this is the things, these are the things that we tell ourselves to move forward and to succeed. They are 100% us. And that's more important, I think, than having someone tell us that we're great. Because how many of us don't want to hear it from anybody else anyway? Like, we're like, oh, well, thank you. You probably don't mean it anyway. Or we kind of shrug it off like we're not worthy enough to receive. But it is 90% mental, you know. And in this swim particularly, it was really tough. So I'm cold. I'm heading in towards the beach now. And my swim's going actually really good. And I feel I can probably pick up the pace. I'm probably at a place where I can pick up the pace, push a little hard, harder and and do okay. So I start this, I'm starting to move forward, got a good motion. Also what I do is I sing or I talk to myself. I sing a lot and I'll find a little rhyme that matches my swim strokes. And today, that day was the song of, uh, maybe you know it, if you have young kids, it was chugga, chugga, chew, gotta get some bamboo. So it was chugga, chugga, chew, gotta get some bamboo. This is what I'm saying to myself in reality to pass the time as I'm swimming over and over again. Um, I've sang all sorts of different songs to get me through the things. And most of them are little kids songs because they're catchy little rhymes. One other thing that I do to catch, catch myself, get myself from one end to the next. So if you think you're crazy, if you're, and I know these little pieces from other people's swims or bikes or runs on how they talk to them or don't talk to themselves, or some people are really mean to themselves. And I get that. I've been really hard on myself in some races and talk really crappy to myself. But this particular day, I was just super happy to be there, to experience, to be there. And I knew I was going to finish my swim. I never actually even doubted it. It was just, I never thought it would be that hard. As I'm singing, as I'm 
feeling that I'm going to finish this race and be proud of the swim, a great big piece of seaweed wraps itself around me. I swim right into it and it startles me so bad. I jerk myself and give myself a Charlie horse. So one more time, here I am choking, trying to grab this thing and rip it off of me, flip on my back. And I'm like, oh my God, please not now, please not now. Because a Charlie horse can be super, it can, it can halt you. It can halt your swim. So trying to breathe, relax, kick on my back. It's okay. One more time on my back. Not a big deal. We can do this kicking, kicking, kicking. I'm like, okay, I can flip over. I can get to the end. It's going to hurt, but it'll be okay. So I flip over and this piece of seaweed is now gone. And I, I get to the beach and I complete my swim. That is my swim. And when I get out, I am freaking cold, 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 but I change out of my stuff. Um, I have a towel there. It's not about the time for me. So I dry off nicely and the sun is beautifully warm. So I do know I have that ahead of me. It's just in the moment of trying to warm up after your body temperature has been shifted. It, it's very cold. So that's, that's my experience as a, of a swim. I've had beautiful swims. I have had fast swims. Well, fast for me, I've had really uh, peaceful, great swims. Um, and then I've had swims like this where it doesn't go very well. I think my swim time was 10 minutes off. But the thing is, as I made it through, I did it, did it all on my own, 90% mental, 100% know that I know that it's going to be okay. I'm hopefully no one will let me drown. It's just it was 1.5 kilometers of a swim, just over half a mile, if you like miles. And um, I, I did it. I kept going, forcing myself to swim and think and talk and all the little things that you can do to get yourself through. It's your crazy, whatever you're doing and getting yourself through, however you talk to yourself, it's your own crazy. You don't have to, it's not anybody else's. It's just knowing that you completed what you needed to do to get to the end. It's, um, it's part of you. So that's my swim. It really was the hardest part for me that day. Um, even though I wasn't trained really well for the bike or the run, made it through the bike fine. I felt it was went pretty good. I even had a little tear at the end of my bike because I was very proud of myself. And then the run, the run was what it won. I didn't walk. I didn't um, hurt myself. It was just a nice casual leisure run. Lots of other people on the course too. Nice slow run, and then there's lots of people who you really pumped up because they're just giving her and and pushing hard, and and you're really proud of them. So it's it's all about mindset and what you're really wanting out of it. But then the piece is to know going in what you want and what you're going to be proud of. And how I get here is my boys can run and they can bike and they can swim, and we're moving towards those things. Uh, they at four and six ride their bikes while I run. Is it a lot of work for me? Yes. I packing up their vehicles, packing up the snacks, packing up all the things to get them to the place where we can ride our bikes so I can do a run is hard work for me. But you know what? It's better than sitting at home and just listening to them fight. We all know, especially if you have young kids and they move out of that stage, I hope, but they get fighting or they get arguing or hitting or whatever they, whatever they do. My boys do that. So I would rather get them out exercising and doing things, burning off energy than staying home and listening to them fight or then I get angry, frustrated and all the things, but it's, everything is planned. Like 
the day before, it's planned somehow that we will go for a bike. We will go for a run. We will go swimming today. Um, if my husband goes to work, I'll say it tonight. I'm going for a swim. So he knows ahead of time that I'll be leaving and he'll have the kids and I'll go swim. Everything's pre-planned, just like when you pre-plan a grocery list, when you pre-plan a vacation, um, then you have something to work towards move and it just automatically fits into your life. So before pre-kids, yes, um, everything was diligent and worked out perfectly. And I could go for long runs, whatever I needed to do. Now that doesn't happen. So I squeeze things in where they work. Uh, I move towards them and I work around my family. Um, but it's not it's not about the clock anymore. It's just for fun and, and keeping me active and moving just as much as them. Showing them that as an adult, you can still move towards things and be active and try new things that you feel good around and still work towards what you want, but still have your family and work and the kids and all the things that also matter for you. It doesn't have to be them or me. It can work everything together. So if you're listening to this today and there's something that you want to pursue, pursue maybe it's like something you do with FireFit, maybe it's kickboxing, maybe it's just getting into running. Uh, if you want to do a triathlon and you have a group of friends that you can split the things up with or do a duathlon, you just need the two pieces and you don't want to swim. There's all sorts of options. You just got to decide and move towards them. And then you put in a little time and work in doing them. So I hope you get a little bit of insight on how, you know, I can show you my medals and I can talk about my running and racing and all the, all the things that I've done, but it's actually not as easy as you think. I say I complete a triathlon and you're like, oh, super, you're awesome. But this is actually what goes on inside of a race or inside of my life while getting to that race. And that's not the hard part. The medal is, yeah, the fun part. It's rewarding to send my picture uh, to my husband and say that I'm done, <laughs> you know, and he's like, oh, I never doubted it. And I never doubted it, but it's nice to have the medal and the proof. And then the kids are so excited to see it. And that's really fun. But the part that gets me there is what people don't see, how hard it is in my mindset on on what I'm doing to myself and how challenging things are. Um, and I think that each and every one of us can relate in different areas of our life. So work, family, home, whatever you have going on in your life, it's all the same. It's just how we manage it and work towards the things we want. And that's the most important thing. So thank you for listening today. And if you have any comments or questions, please share them on Instagram or, uh, or I can be reached at Inspired Coach. Inspired Coaching by Carrie on Instagram. Um, I always love to hear from my listeners, just the little tidbits. That's how I can get more info at you on these podcasts. And that's what I appreciate. That's how I learn as well. So take care and I hope you have a really great week and I'll see you next week. Talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Thank you friends for being here today. I would love to know what you enjoyed and what you would like to hear more of. If you can take two minutes to share this episode with a friend, and most importantly, follow Soul Inspired Decisions on your favorite podcasting app and leave a five-star review, I would love to continue this journey with you. If you are an ordinary mom and have been inspired today, please share your takeaway by sending me a DM on Instagram at Inspired Coaching by Carrie. If you know you're meant for more and have just decided it's time to take action, you can head to inspiredbycarrie.com. I would love to work with you in making extraordinary decisions. 
Until next time, remember, you may think you are ordinary, but I know that you are truly extraordinary. Take care.